You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Today on the Producers Perspective Podcast, episode 249, I'm going to answer the 10 most frequently asked questions that I get about Broadway investing. So whether you are looking to raise money from investors or whether you are interested in investing yourself, stay tuned. I've got 10 answers for you. Hey, it's Ken. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and I hope it's pulling back the curtain on this business of Broadway. If you're looking to learn more about what makes this industry tick, go to my website, kendavenport.com, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. I'll send you one email a week, one article about what I'm seeing, trends, insights, marketing ideas on what's happening on Broadway right now. That's kendavenport.com. Hope to see you there and in your inbox. I want to be a producer with a hit show on Broadway. You're listening to the Producers Perspective Podcast with your host, Tony Award winner, Ken Davenport. So I get a lot of emails and social media messages with a lot of questions and one of the most common subjects that I get asked about is Broadway investing. And this has to do, I believe, with how I crowdfunded Godspell years and years ago. See, I had this thesis then. I had this thesis that there were thousands of people out there who were interested in investing in Broadway shows, but because of the very closed door industry that we were at the time and are still so, although those gates are starting to come down now, uh, the gates are being pried open finally. I, I had a feeling there were all these people out there that were interested in investing in shows. They just didn't know how to do it or who to talk to about it. And sure enough, when we announced our plans for Godspell, thousands and thousands of people expressed interest to me directly about investing in that show. And I actually made it a personal mission statement of mine to return every single one of those phone calls. And we did. It took, I think it took like 10 days to two weeks to actually dial all those numbers. But we did. We did. And most importantly, what that proved to me was that that thesis was correct. There were tons of people out there that were interested in getting involved with Broadway shows. They just didn't have the information they needed in order to do it. Uh, we ended up with almost 750 investors on that show, uh, but there were so many more out there, again, that I knew that were interested. And still to this day, I still get tons of questions about investing in Broadway shows. So I thought I'd take this opportunity to answer the 10 most frequently asked questions I've received over the years about investing in Broadway shows. So like I said in the introduction, if you are interested in investing, these answers are going to help you. Or if you are a theater maker that is raising money, it's very important to understand the questions that your investors will have as they contemplate that decision uh, with you. So here are the questions not in any order. So this first one, uh, which is how much do I need to invest, is not necessarily the question that gets asked the most often. But 
It is a very common question. So again, question number one of the frequently asked questions about Broadway investing, how much do I need to invest? So whenever this question is asked to me, I always turn around and ask the person a question and I say, what do you think you will need to invest in a Broadway show? What do you think the average investment in a Broadway show is? I have heard every answer you could ever imagine, but the overwhelming majority of the answers tend to be much, much higher than the average investment in a Broadway show. I've gotten everything from, oh, I probably need to invest $250,000, $150,000, $100,000. That's generally where it tends to be that people believe the average investment is somewhere $75,000, The truth is, that the average investment, according to a survey that we did, the average investment is only around $25,000. And it's actually not uncommon for Broadway producers to accept as little as $10,000. And for off-Broadway shows, as little as $5,000. So the first thing for people to understand is the entry fee, if you will, the amount of money you need to get in the game is not as high as you may think. So for those of you interested, make sure you ask and what is the lowest amount you can get in for if that's a concern of yours. And for those of you raising, remember you can ask for less than you may think the average investment is. Question number two of the most frequently asked questions about Broadway investing, can I lose more than I put in? The answer to this is no. Of course, you're gonna to wanna to read your offering documents, but I have never seen an investment, a set of investment documents that have not included a clause that limits your liability to only your initial investment. So when you read your documents, and of course you should read your documents from start to finish, or have someone else read them and advise you, an attorney, a mentor, a peer, someone from the industry, you are looking for this clause. If you can't find it, make sure you ask the producer to point it out. Again, that clause should limit your liability to only your initial investment. Now, let me just give you a little bit of a disclaimer on here. If a show gets in trouble early, and some shows do, and needs some more money to keep it going, the producer may come back and ask you if you wanna put in some more in what is called a priority loan, but the key word here is an ask. You can always say no. So again, you are protected uh, against losing more than you put in in the first place. Number three, uh, can anyone invest? Can any single person invest or do you need to qualify? So the truth is most Broadway and off-Broadway offerings, just like most investments for private companies, startups, et cetera, most are limited offerings and are for accredited investors only. Uh, you should Google accredited investor if you want to know the exact definition, but very roughly speaking, it means you have a net worth of a million dollars or more, or that you've made $200,000 a year or $300,000 a year with your spouse for the pre previous two years. And a change that occurred in this definition several years ago was that you cannot include your house in your net worth definition, okay? It must be a million dollars excluding your residence. This would qualify you as an accredited investor, which would allow you to invest in most Broadway shows. There are some offerings that allow for some unaccredited investors, uh, and there are very, very few that are open to all unaccredited investors. That was what Godspell was actually. We 
used a very specific regulation that allowed anyone to invest regardless of their accreditation status. Uh, when in doubt, again, ask the producer, what type of investor do you need to be? And if you are raising money, when you are raising money, do talk to your attorney who is most likely generating these documents for you or generating the offering for you about what type of investors you want to be able to accept. Question number four, what about tours and high school productions? This is a common question. Oh, my daughter just did Legally Blonde at my high school. If I was an investor in Legally Blonde on Broadway, would I participate? And the answer is yes. This is one of the major benefits of investing in the mothership, as I call, as I call it, the original Broadway production, or to use a business analogy, the first restaurant in a franchise, right? This is the very, very first one. We're hoping the Broadway production, we're hoping that it's a big time success and then it will spawn all these other productions, national tours, London, Australia, and yes, will all the way trickle down to summer stock, regional, and even high school. And for a certain period of time, usually tied to a number of years after the close of the Broadway production, investors do receive a percentage of income of all produced shows. So yes, in most cases, if you were the investor in an original production of a Broadway musical and that show was done a couple years after the Broadway show closed at a local high school, you'd be getting a small percentage of that. Uh, and this is actually where shows can turn into real juggernauts and the income can go on for years and years because there are like t over 20,000 uh, public high schools in this country and uh, overwhelming majority of them do high school musicals. So there actually can be a lot of money to be made in what we call the subsidiary market. Question number five and the frequently asked questions about Broadway investing, do I get to go to opening night? So as I often say to potential investors in my shows, if you invest in Coca-Cola, they're not gonna send you a free six pack. But on Broadway, we like to give lots of perks. And yes, for investors usually of a certain level, opening night is one of them. Uh, they again, they do require usually a minimum investment simply because Broadway theaters are limited to the amount of people that can be uh, put in. And we of course have to take care of opening night tickets for our authors and our actors and everyone working on the show as well. So there's usually a qualification, uh, a threshold that you have to invest more than in order to get opening night tickets. But you should definitely ask what that is. It's a major perk. Opening night parties are a who's who of the theatrical industry. A lot of investors will invest primarily to go to the opening night because of the networking opportunities available, the social capital that you receive, and frankly, it's just a very, very exciting night. And if you've never been to an opening night, then you gotta go to one somehow because it's a very, very magical night if you're a fan of the theater. Number six, frequently asked question, how does this work with my taxes? So I'm not an accountant. I don't even pretend to play one on television. So the most important thing you can do is talk to your accountant about the specific ways that an investment could influence your taxes uh, in both ways, in how a profitable show, how that will impact your tax situation, and how a show that doesn't pay back, how that will uh, affect your tax situation. But just to give you a general rule here, yes, a loss in a Broadway show can be used as an advantageous 
tax situation for you. Again, applicable to your specific tax situation, which I can't comment on, but your accountant certainly can. But there are tax advantages uh, for you when you're investing in a Broadway show if it does not work out. If it does work out, you are going to pay taxes on those. And these laws were changed recently. And something that we've been struggling with over the years, a phrase called phantom income, uh, we've gotten rid of that. And so it's much easier and simplified process. Uh, you will receive a K-1 at the end of every year that your Broadway show or subsequent company is active. Uh, but again, I, I advise everyone out there to speak to their accountants about their specific situation uh, because it will impact your taxes. Seven, can I afford to invest? Okay, usually when people ask this question, I urge them to talk to their financial advisors again. Investing in a Broadway show is a very, very risky endeavor. Okay, I always say to my first time investors, I want you to write this check like you're never going to see it again. Because again, and this is very important for you, those of you raising money out there, it's very important that your investors have proper expectations, that you manage those expectations, especially on your first time out. If you're raising money, you want people to invest with you, not just on one show, but every show you do for years and years and years. They will do that if you're open and honest and authentic up front, which means telling people the truth. And the truth is, it's a very, very risky endeavor. The average uh, rate of success is one out of five shows return their investment. Okay, so can you afford to invest? You have to be willing to lose it all and have that not impact your financial situation is a general rule to look at. But definitely talk again to your accountant, to your financial advisor, or other people who have invested uh, and your producer about your specific situation. Number eight, how do I pick my first show to invest in? So I always tell people, make sure you pick something you love desperately. Uh, Broadway shows, I sometimes joke, are like your kids. They're very expensive and they can disappoint you every now and then. So you want something just like your kids that you love desperately. So if it doesn't recoup, if it financially disappoints you, you're still very proud to have helped make it happen. It's like hanging a piece of art on your wall. You want to look at that every day and be like, I don't care if that's gone up or down in value. I love that piece of art on my wall. Well, your version of art when investing in a Broadway show, it's like a, it's a poster. You want to hang a poster on your wall and say, look at that. I helped make that happen. Uh, and do make sure you're investing with a producer you know and you trust and has a good track record for not only returning investments, but producing shows that you believe in, that you enjoy, and also that communicates with you throughout the process. The most frequently asked question, number nine, okay, I want to invest, but how do I find someone to invest with? So although producers don't usually advertise that they are looking for investments because there are a lot of regulations surrounding that, most would be happy to take your information if you raised your hand and said you were interested in getting involved with the show. So my suggestion to anyone out there considering investing in a show is always to go see shows, right? See lots of shows. And when you go to one you like, look at the name at the tippity tippity top of the list of producers on the playbill. That's usually the lead producer. And if you liked his or her show, then you have similar taste. So reach out to that office. Quick Google search, you'll probably find a website or something. And reach out, call, write, write a letter, mention something on their social media page. I liked your show. Can you put me on your list? Most producers will. That doesn't mean you're going to get in to their next big guaranteed hit, 
right? But most producers will say, sure, I'm happy to notify you when we have opportunities. Now, again, don't expect to get a call to invest in the next quote unquote sure thing. First of all, there are no sure things. Uh, Second of all, first time investors usually have to take a little more risk on a show before they are offered the shows that are safer bets, right? Remember, producers have a lot of investors that they have worked with for many, many years. So they're usually going to get the first crack at any new shows that come up on their producer's docket. I know that's certainly how I treat my investors. If you've invested with me before, then you're going to get a look at what I'm doing in the future before other people. So you may need to do something that may be a little more risky before you get in the family for good. So don't be surprised uh, if you can't get into your first thing right away. Uh, And you know what? Those things that are on paper that look like sure things, it's usually the ones that people don't expect to be a big fat hit uh, that are. So remember that when you are looking for your first investment opportunity. Number 10, what if I wanted to invest more and be a co-producer? So for larger investors, it is possible to earn additional perks, including above the title producer credit, which may get you Tony Award eligibility. You can get additional financial return, participation in business decision-making, being part of the process of developing the show, tons of educational opportunities. I often say being a co-producer on a show uh, can be more educational than grad school. So if you are interested in in those opportunities, do contact your producer and and say that. Raise your hand and say, I am interested in larger opportunities. And by the way, this can mean investing more personally or finding other investors. The clause right out of the contract for co-producers usually goes something like this. You agree to invest or cause to be invested. So yes, it's actually possible for you to be a co-producer on a Broadway show and not invest a dollar of your own money. You just have to go raise it yourself. Uh, Usually co-producer investment thresholds can average about $350,000, but can be lower or higher depending on the level of risk involved with the production, whether it's a play or a musical, et cetera. So those are the top 10 frequently asked questions. I'm gonna give you a bonus, which is actually the most important. Why should I invest? If this is something you're thinking about, you should not invest because you're looking to make lots of money, okay? Is it possible to do that? Absolutely. You should not invest purely to make great networking connections. Can you do that? Absolutely. You should invest in the theater if you love the theater. If you love the theater, you want to support it. You know the world can't live without it. You know it can change people's lives. You know that the success of the theater depends on people like you supporting it. Then, yeah, you should invest. And the other things that come along with it are unbelievable perks and bonuses. Yes, it's possible to make money, although it's very, very risky. I will tell you that again. Yes, networking connections. Yes, you can learn how to produce a show if you're looking to develop and produce your own shows. But the bottom line is only invest if you couldn't live without the theater and think the world shouldn't be without it either. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast on the 10, 11 most frequently asked questions about Broadway investing. I hope it's been helpful if you are considering a Broadway investment or if you are looking to raise money on your own. If you want to know more about this subject, I've actually written a book called Broadway Investing 101. Look for it on Amazon. It's got a bunch of great reviews. 
and you can pick it up there. But I'll tell you what, if you are interested in reading this book and learning more about this subject, send me an email at ken at theproducersperspective.com, ken at theproducersperspective.com, and I will send you that book for freebies. Ken at theproducersperspective.com. Thank you for your interest in supporting the theater, and thanks for listening to this podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Producers Perspective podcast. If you found this episode informative, educational, inspirational, or just entertaining, uh, do me a favor and share this episode with another theater maker or two in your life. My mission is to amplify the conversation about theater because if we get more people talking about it, we'll get more people making it, we'll get more people seeing it, it will be great for the industry as a whole. If you want more of my daily perspectives on theater and Broadway, check out my blog at theproducersperspective.com or check out my social media accounts at Ken Davenport B-Way on Instagram and at Ken Davenport on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We'll see you for the next episode. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.